0: I want to experience growth and success as a person and in my business, and I know you do too. So in today's episode, you're gonna be learning the number one predictor of your success and one of the best ways to actually know if you are headed in the right direction and headed towards growth hello and welcome to the called to both podcast i'm your host joy michelle and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be this show will leave you feeling inspired equipped with tangible tips and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both let's dive in i think one of the best ways to know if you are headed in a direction of growth is through your mindset. But what is a growth mindset and how do you know if you have one? Well, I want to back up here and tell you about a little bit of research that I actually did for this episode. And I found that personal happiness and success are not a result of where we come from or what we know. And instead, it's actually a result of how we think. And this is fascinating, this is why I wanna talk about mindset with you today, specifically what it looks like to have a growth mindset, So what is a growth mindset? I think growth mindset is a way of viewing the world around you and specifically the way of viewing challenges and setbacks and failures. So if you're wondering if you have a growth mindset, you're about to find out. I'm going to be sharing with you five signs of a growth mindset. So you can go through each of these asking yourself, do I embody these things? And this could be a really great way to identify maybe some of the areas that you're excelling in and some areas of potential growth. The first sign of a growth mindset is that you make space to slow down and evaluate. The reason why we have to do this is to become more self-aware and to identify what is happening in our businesses and in our own heads. This is absolutely necessary and we have to take a pause, but this is way easier said than done. Pausing can feel a little bit like the last thing that you have time for. How can you pause when you have clients emailing you and deadlines that are looming? But as I was thinking about this, I was reminded of the quote, an hour of planning can save you 10 hours of doing. I don't know who originally said this. I looked for the original author and I couldn't find it, but I think it's it's one of these like old quotes that's been floating around for a while. And I think the same applies to this time, this precious time of evaluating, of slowing down. Because if you can take an hour to slow down, you could save yourself an immeasurable amount of time in what you conclude in that hour. It's going to apply to everything that we're talking about here today. I think that this could take a lot of forms. For me personally, I like to do an end of the year planning weekend for the upcoming Year, So I actually made a vlog about this one time. If you're curious about what I do during this planning weekend and what kinds of things I am working through and reflecting on, you can actually watch this. I'll have it linked in the show notes. And in that video, I talk specifically about how I was planning for maternity leave and some other things as well. So since we're approaching Q4 and we're already gonna start to hear about the new year just being around the corner, I thought I would mention that end of year planning video. But this can also look like taking a pause at the beginning of your work week or taking five minutes before you open your laptop to really reflect on what is important to you. How are things going? How are you feeling to just slow down? And if you've never done this and you want a free guide to kind of walk you through some questions of your business specifically, I do have a free download for you. I'll link it up in the show notes. It's called the strategic business planning guide, and it's just a great resource to print out, to fill out, and hopefully can kind of get your gears turning as to what kinds of things you could be reflecting on and evaluating, especially on the business side of this. A quick word about today's sponsor, my favorite content creation tool for small business owners called Descript. Descript is the tool that I use to share smaller cut down pieces of this podcast, repurpose my YouTube videos, and create animated on-screen captions for Reels and TikTok. Descript makes video editing and audio editing so easy, and it feels like you're editing inside of a Word doc. You can remove all of your filler words in a single click, and you can even make corrections to something that you said using the Overdub tool. If you create content in your business, I highly recommend that you take a look at this tool. It is absolutely packed with features and it's very user friendly as someone who does not have a professional background in video editing. I found it simple to use and learn. I'll have a link for you in the show notes and you can give it a try today for free. Okay. Number two is you ask for help and you are open to feedback. I absolutely love the quote, your job is not to do it all. It's to make sure it all gets done. And that's a Patrick Lencioni, I think I'm saying that right, quote. Uh, And this just reminds me that I don't actually have to be the one to do it all. And I think as moms who run businesses, it can feel like a lot falls on our shoulders. So, I ask for help and I also pay for help I pay for childcare. I pay for a cleaning person to come to the house and I buy back my time and I consider this to be a critical part of growth for myself and even when sometimes I have to pay to have personal time so sometimes my nanny comes and I I know that that time is not going to be spent in my business. I know that I have to give myself that gift and go to Target, give myself the break. And while this isn't my natural tendency, I'm always thankful that I did it. And I did this a couple of weeks ago. I let myself just like walk around in Target with my headphones in and a coffee. And it was truly like such a little vacation for me and it was just you know an hour but it made a big difference it, it just refueled me so the second part of this is about feedback and I think this is so tricky for so many of us especially if you work alone in your business it can be really tricky I think a couple of questions here that can help you to know whether you are open to feedback is can your team or your family say or share what they're seeing that's working or not working with you Can they say that? Are there opportunities for your clients to give you feedback? That's the other one. If we don't know how these people in our lives or in our businesses are truly feeling, we're probably not experiencing the level of relationship that we are really hoping for, that we really truly want so in business I think this can look like serving your customers allowing a space for them to give you feedback especially after you wrap up your final deliverables Uh, I also think it's worth noting that the feedback should come from sources that you trust and respect I get negative comments on YouTube all the time and when Photoman Ken 862 says that I don't know how to run my business I'm not really gonna listen to him because he doesn't get to say how I run my life however If someone that I love and respect has feedback for me, I hope and I try to be someone who can receive that. And that is a part of having a growth mindset. Number three is you identify your shortcomings to grow from them and not to shame yourself. I think a lot of times we know that there's something that we should be working on or there's something that we should be prioritizing But we're not at the moment. And you'll notice, just like I've been saying, you'll hear a lot of shoulds. (laughs) This language is really, really important. So if you're shoulding and shoulding and shoulding, that's a big sign that you're shaming yourself. And I do this all the time. And when I catch myself, I try to correct it to, I'd like to work on this. I hope to. I plan to. Or maybe realistically, I, I could say it hasn't been a priority for me before, but I plan on changing that now. I think there's so much more ownership and accountability when we change that language, but also I think it grants you control and empowerment as well, because you get to decide how you view things and how you talk about things. So again, you're identifying those shortcomings or things that you'd like to improve, not to sit there and shame yourself but to shed light on those areas of growth. And you give yourself the space and the time and the grace to get there. And you know it's not gonna be immediate. Number four is you make time for yourself. You make time for your self-care, your wellness. And I think on the business side, it's making time for your own business as well. Even when the demands are high, even when the client roster is full, even when your kids are in a very needy season, you have to still make time for yourself. I'm reading a book right now that's really good so far. I'm only a couple chapters in, but it's called More Than a Mom. And I'll link it up in the show notes. And it's essentially about prioritizing you and your wellness and how in doing so you actually can have your family and your business thrive as a result of this. So I'm really working on this area. This is something that I would love to grow in more and get better at is granting myself that wellness and knowing that if I do put myself first, if I do grant myself rest and better food and move my body and think of myself, I will actually have more energy to uh, love on my family and on my clients because I put myself first. Number five, you see failure as a crucial part of growth. Oh, and this one's hard. This is so hard because how many of us see failure as just such a negative thing right i love sarah blakely she's the founder of spanx and she shared in an interview how when she was a kid her father would ask her and her brother how did you guys fail this week and if they didn't have something to share he would actually be disappointed and i love this it was such a great reframing of failure for me to hear that And this just positions failure as a launching pad for the next thing. It shows us and reminds us that failure is just a sign of trying. It means you're doing things. And if you aren't failing at something right now, then you're probably not doing very much. So if you feel like you're failing a little bit in your motherhood, if you feel like you're failing a little bit at work or with clients, it could be that you could reframe this into I'm trying new things. I'm seeing new ways to grow. I'm being reminded of areas that are potentials for growth. And if you're not failing, you probably aren't putting yourself out there enough, trying enough, pressing send enough, and publishing enough, right? I think this comes up a lot for me in content. Uh, I notice that if I haven't failed lately, I'm probably not publishing very much because when I put things out, I'm going to have... Lots of analytics, lots of data to look at to see what worked and what didn't, what led to clients and what didn't. And the same goes, I think, for our personal lives. If we haven't tried out a new recipe or made a mistake in our our lives, it can sometimes mean that we're playing it too safe or that we're avoiding failure so, so much. And in doing so, we're staying stuck and not moving forward and growing. Okay, so to recap, the five signs that you are cultivating a growth mindset. Number one, you make space to slow down and evaluate. Number two, you ask for help and you're open to feedback. Number three, you identify your shortcomings to grow from those things and not to shame yourself. Number four, you make time for yourself slash you make time for your business. Number five, you see failure as a crucial part of growth. So my personal challenge to you is to identify one of these growth mindsets that you heard and you were like, okay, wow, I do not do this enough. I, I, for me, writing these out was such an accountability moment of reminding myself of things that I need to do more of, right? That I could maybe make a little more time for myself again. So that one came up for me. So pick one of these things that you'd really love to grow in and write it down. Put that on your bathroom mirror and write it in the first person. So let's say you chose number five, right? I see failure as part of growth, or you could say, I ask others for help. I think it's really powerful to write this in the first person because it already starts to signal to our brains. This is the person that we are now. So the business planning guide that I mentioned and all the other resources today can be found in the show notes, wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast right now. And you can always find detailed show notes on my blog at (laughs) joinmichelle.co.